0: Live. Welcome to the program here. The number for you if you want to join us 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight we've got Ian and Chris. Also uh, Bonnie should be joining us here in just a bit. We've got some crazy news about the various different uh, cutoffs that are happening with the russian people who are becoming victim of all manner of mega corporations deciding to you know just stop serving an innocent group of people who have not harmed anyone else you have to remember It's the people calling themselves the government of Russia that have been doing whatever harm it is it has done. The people of any given country are, by and large, peace-loving people who do not want to see war. The Ukrainian people don't want to see war. The Russian people don't want to see war. Most Americans don't want to don't want to see war and go to war. But the people calling themselves the state, this is what they thrive on. This is what they live for. Violence is what they do. And so people are so easily confused, though. They they will. I saw a story earlier this week on social media. Someone said their friend has a kid in school who's part Russian. He's born in the United States. But like dad is from Russia. And so, some kids on the playground like attacked this kid uh, the other day just because he's a wow. quote unquote Russian. I mean, this is the kind of ignorance that you you know you expect from teenagers or whatever or elementary schoolers. But it goes on at adult levels, and and we're seeing it uh, expressed by these corporations that feel that they have to make a statement. And show how serious they are. They're against the Russian, you know, invasion. And so, therefore, they're going to punish who? The Russian people. Because when you cut off internet service from an entire country, you're punishing 99% of the people who've never done anything wrong. The average folks. Yeah, you may affect the elites. Of course, they're going to have their ways, I'm sure, of getting uh, getting online. But that's what we're going to talk about here tonight. I had a story that uh, involves ICANN, which is the Internet whatever oh, yeah. Corporation for Names or something like that. I don't remember what it stands for. Uh, internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers. This is the corporation that is this world, quote-unquote, authority, as far as the essentially the Internet phone book, basically. Like, you go to ICANN. You register a domain name. You don't usually register it directly with ICANN, but they have these resellers, basically, these uh, domain name registry or registrars out there. But those registrars are placing their order, if you will, with ICANN, as I understand it, and saying, oh, well, you know, Shire Free Church is the owner of freetalklive.com, and uh, ThinkPenguin is the owner of thinkpenguin.com, right? But... Those are all registered with a private company, but ultimately ICANN has some sort of say over whether or not that domain can continue. Am I explaining that sort of yeah, correctly? It's, it's a little bit more
1: complica- of course uh, it uh, complex is. than that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically there are different entities that control like different domains. Mm-hmm. So like you're actually, you're not, you're registering through like a reseller of uh, a particular domain name like dot com, right. you know, might be I think what that might be Verizon or, or not Verizon uh, Ver- Verisign, I think. Which is um, based in the U.S. Yeah, right? which is based in the U.S. And that's like under ICANN. So so like ICANN issues use the .ru domain but it's not actually managed by ICANN it's managed by some other entity and then there's resellers of that Mm. so basically when you register a domain well
0: and you've got a story so I've got a story about that how they've been uh Ukrainian government gang has asked ICANN to shut down the what are called DNS root servers in Russia and revoke Russian domains such as .ru and a, a couple of others and apparently, the good news is ICANN has declined to do this. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> but they could have just as easily had gone the other way. And it, yeah, and you're absolutely right. And the crazy thing is, they absolutely have. Um, really, in other cases, yeah. So it's not. It, it's kind of interesting their their stance. their there's a quote, and I, I don't unfortunately have it. You know, to bring up, but um, the quote is just of of uh, the rep from ICANN is just like it, it's mind bogglingly dumb in that. It, it's there's there are like certain I can uh, rules and procedures for like um, uh, basically like arguing over who owns a domain name and things mm-hmm. of that nature, and one of the things that they take into account is uh, it, what what they what I think they'll probably refer to or the. what I want to say, the enemy of freedom refers to as intellectual property. And that absolutely, if like, if, uh, you know, a court rule or not even a court, I think it's like their own procedures. um, You can have your domain name just taken from you basically. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it just seems kind of humorous that they will then go and say that, you know, uh, you know that uh, we re- I forget exactly what they said, but it was something like we respect, or or no, we stay out of out, out of like disputes, like an international, yeah, like international dispute. disputes. But that's not really the case. They actually do get involved in international disputes uh, in a sense because they allow you know individuals to use their dispute process. So so one example. Let's get a little
0: more specific. Uh, one example of this might be the U.S. federal government gang going after .com websites, right? Because they yeah. have the ability because Verisign is based in the United States. If they get a threat, you know, a takedown notice or whatever from the ATF or something like that yep. or the DEA,
1: then they just go right ahead and and do whatever it is they're told. Right, right. So if it's a .ru domain name, it's not it's 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 they can take down maybe .all. of .ru like all of them, right? But they can't. But they can't take down specific
0: domain. But they wouldn't be able to do it based on a U.S. court saying take down all the .dot ru's. They they, they that they be might able to, be able to do. Really? Uh,
1: yeah, I believe so. Um, that's insane. Yeah, because because I can it controls kind of the what's the what's at the root, uh-huh. and so they can they can basically they kind of hand they they kind of make the the decision of who controls the individual domain registry. So. You know, ultimately, so .dot .ru, for example, mm-hmm. um, or you know .dot .com, or whoever. Like they kind of control that. And so, like for example, um, like when so, I
0: hold on, I can makes the decision about who controls the root of .ru .dot .ru. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah. company right. it is right. or something right right exactly or exactly
1: so you know they can they can i presume i'm pretty confident they can revoke that but they don't have control over like specific domain names that are under the .ru domain so but that
0: company would yeah
1: somethingcompany.ru would, mm-hmm. would or company.com for example those are those are the domain names and then .ru is it's it, well well, but ICANN uh,
0: <laughs> ICANN is an international organization, right? Now,
1: U.S. used to have a large. Uh, didn't the U.S. used to have a huge role in it though? Its history is a government-created uh, entity really? uh, in the United States, and the U.S. government has, had control over it. In theory, uh, ICANN is no is is not controlled by the United States government, but it's by a. It's still. It's still within, like, in theory, it's still really in control of the United States. I think because mm. ultimately, if it's based in the United States, even if it's a nonprofit that's not run by the U.S. government, and even if the Congress doesn't, you know, says, okay, well, hands off, we don't, we don't have any control over you anymore, mm-hmm. they could just take it right back because it's still, it's still all being done from within the United States at the core. That's really so, scary. Yeah, and it is very scary. And uh, the way the system works is, is, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I. This is something that should have been resolved a long time ago, but there hasn't been any any. I can hasn't done anything of this of this nature, like say take away you know .ru from a, a government. So there hasn't been that incentive to like solve this problem. But from an individual national security perspective of other countries, I think it is something that is a, a real security issue potentially for any country.
0: Yeah, and this has been something that on occasion has come up here when. On the show, whenever we've seen like the U.S. federal gang just stealing people's domain names out from underneath them and saying, nope, that's ours now. Oh, well, we think you were uh, sharing pirated videos, or we think you were, you know, fill-in-the-blank, whatever, you know, supposed illegal thing. Oh, you've got pirated uh, Louis Vuitton bags that you're selling on your website, the Chinese uh, knockoff products. They've taken domains for those reasons. Yeah, they do that all the
1: time, actually. Uh, Oh, you're selling gun parts that you're not allowed to sell. ATF seizes the And this is why people avoid .com uh, Mm -hmm. domain names, because the U.S. controls .com. But what good
0: is it if the US can control I can? I mean that so ultimately uh, an important question here is yes, they may be allowing RU to continue. They've made the right choice, but they could have chosen differently and what alternatives are there besides the way things have always been? More coming phones are open here you can join the show at 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and you can take control of the airwaves by the way free talk live is brought to you by bitcoin.com if you want to learn about cryptocurrency like bitcoin and bitcoin cash get on over to bitcoin.com click get started at the top of the page of uh, bitcoin on sale again after rising as high as uh, around forty-five thousand dollars, forty-four thousand this week, it's now back below forty. So it's at around thirty-nine thousand and change uh, today. So you uh, might want to take a look at learning the basics. Like, what about is you know what is decentralization? What about the blockchain? You want to get these things down? Head on over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started right there at the top of the page. And also, if you're not brand new to crypto, you can get the latest news headlines over at News.Bitcoin. Dot com. We're going to go uh, to your phone calls and thoughts. Bonnie joining us. Good evening, Bonnie. Hello. Uh, we are, by the way, gearing up for the Liberty Forum. Free Talk Live, not going to be broadcasting from the Liberty Forum, but uh, Bonnie and I are going to be there. Aria is already there. I hear nobody uh, is going to be there tonight as well. So it's a sold out event. If you're going to be attending, we'll look forward to to seeing you there. Uh, it's tomorrow. sold
2: out, but nobody's going to show up. And the next day, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh,
0: so we're going to get back into the requests here to have Russia be basically taken off the internet uh, because it's not just the quest, the request to shut down the .dot ru domain name system. There's and even more.
2: Stands for Russia.
0: Correct. There's even more that you're going to get into coming up here in a moment, Chris. that's way worse than uh, that request yeah but, i don't
1: know those are they're I both mean, pretty bad yeah but, uh, it's it's uh that's a complicated one because dot ru is huge i mean that's huge and uh but so is so is taking down the
0: internet we'll talk <laughs> about that uh coming up here first though to your calls and thoughts olivia is in arizona you're on free talk live
3: hey guys so just real quick i wanted to say thank you to Marek from call for calling from poland last night that was really interesting i hope he calls back. Um my my mom's um, on my mom's side. My great grandmother was actually straight off the boat from Poland. So big yakshimaj to uh, to Mark. You're but referring I, I to the calling...
0: gentleman who uh, was calling last night. It was three or four in the morning, where he is uh, there in Poland. He was driving towards the border uh, with the goal of picking up some refugees at the Ukrainian border and getting them safely back into Poland, uh, where they'd be able to stay. It was yeah, definitely an interesting call. Uh, And uh, I'm sure we'll hear from him again. I was so
2: shocked at at how um, kind of not regulated just picking up refugees was. He said there are like Telegram and WhatsApp groups where people are saying, I need a ride. And people are saying, oh, I can give you a ride. And he was just going down there to pick some people up.
0: Yeah, it was pleasant to discover that the Polish government isn't really doing much standing in the way of helping these people. So
2: First, they said they'd make them take COVID tests, and then they said, okay, never mind. Yeah,
0: because there's only 35 percent of people that uh, are vaccinated there in Ukraine. So they understand that if they refuse unvaccinated people, that they're going to basically be refusing most all of the refugees. Uh, And plus, the whole COVID scare is ending right at around the same time the war thing is gearing up. Oh, convenient. How, how that worked it is uh, super convenient isn't it yeah but uh, olivia what were you calling about tonight
3: okay so i was wondering how so many people um how so many people signed up for this experimental injection so quickly and they're probably going to jump on the let's start world war iii bandwagon pretty soon too even though nobody mentions the poor armenians who are still getting bombed by the azerbaijanis i guess they don't matter but yeah. um but I was watching youtube there's a really interesting video by austin mcconnell called the best-selling novel that was a total hoax and i don't know if you've heard about it but it's called i libertine and it was made up by a radio host in the mid-1950s like 1956 his name was gene shepherd and he said you know it would be really funny listeners if you guys, because uh, everyone likes to pretend that they're so smart, if you guys went to the bookstore and one after another kept asking for this book called *I Libertine*, and he made up the whole backstory. It's by a guy named Frederick Ewing, and or Ewing, and he's from the 1600s or 1700s, and he's, uh, you know, just living living this libertine lifestyle, and um, and. So they did. So people started going there and the bookstore, you know, at first, the bookstores were like, we've never heard of this, it's not on the list. And then they started calling publishers and the publishers were like scrambling to find this thing. And then like professors started acting like they knew what they were talking about. Like, oh yes, it's about time people discovered Ewing. And <laughs> and then it like spiraled out from there. It was like, oh yes, I was having dinner with Frederick Ewing, which is impossible because he was supposed to be from the 1600s. Wow. And it just Yes. So it was just like this social experiment that just went to show like people will just like book clubs, like these ladies, one one listener to the show would be like, um, hey, have you read, you know, I
2: Libroutine?
3: And the ladies were like, Oh yes, I heard about that. I didn't care for it much. So
2: That's crazy. Yeah, it just goes to show nobody cares about the truth. They just care about making themselves look good. Right? So, and just um,
4: for-
0: was the book ultimately published? Because I'm seeing information here about a book that was published. Uh, in the... It
3: was. It got to be so big, and eventually one journalist went on a hunt to find out what was really going on, and he, discovered, he eventually discovered that it was a radio host who basically played a prank on society. And huh. the radio host got a book deal with a publisher to actually make basically a spoof book i I think it was filled with like puns and inside jokes and things like Ah.
2: that i wonder if he made a lot of money off of it too (laughs) since people would just buy it thinking it was a a real book
0: amazing
3: alleged allegedly did make money but like he donated it to charity so that Mm. was a happy ending
0: wow cool i had not known about that story that's very interesting anything else you want to share tonight olivia
3: I think that's
2: good for me. All right. You Thanks for the call. Appreciate
0: it. The number here is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160.
2: That reminds me of the radio guy who started talking about aliens invading, and people started thinking it was a real news broadcast. War of the Worlds. Yeah. Who's reading War of called. the Worlds?
0: Uh, Which, of course, is a real book by H.G. Wells, if I recall correctly, made into a movie and a TV series in the 1980s. (laughs) And I don't know how many times that movie has been remade. Yeah, it's definitely uh, been remade a bunch of times. A number of them. So we are talking about the the real potential war of the worlds that uh, is possibly brewing. Hopefully it won't expand beyond where it currently is. Uh, The conflict in Ukraine between the gang of Russia and the gang of Ukraine. And uh, Recently, the very same goon from Ukraine, um, Mikhail Fedorov, who had requested that Bitcoin exchanges take Russian clients off their exchanges, just basically freeze their accounts or ban them entirely, and many exchanges have also said no uh, to that request. The very same goon is uh, the quote-unquote prime minister or vice prime minister and minister of digital transformation, whatever that means, uh, he's the one who is requesting to ICANN, which is the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, to revoke uh, Russian domain names such as .ru uh, in a letter to ICANN, which is apparently based in California, to quote revoke permanently or temporarily the Russian or the domain names .ru .dot p and then some Russian character and .dot su. This list is not exhaustive and may include other domains issued in the Russian Federation. But luckily, ICANN chose not to do that. So .ru and the others will continue. But the next step, apparently, the next request or demand is to what they call Internet Backbone Providers. These are the people that provide like the big trunks of data that go from city to city. uh, And these are the things that your local uh, cable modem connections and stuff are carried over, as I understand it. They want to cut them off next.
1: it is Free
0: Talk Live and you can join us here. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian Bonnie and Chris in the studio here tonight. And I want to say thanks to Scott Hughes, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program over on Patreon. You can join that as well. Just go to amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. And again, uh, Scott Hughes, thanks for supporting us via the gold level, which is at least 10 bucks a month, uh, to help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live we can get on more radio stations. we got over 190 great radio stations across the country. I heard a rumor today that we might be getting a couple more uh, very, very soon. So uh, as that uh, develops, we will let you know where and who or what. Uh, but meanwhile, thanks to listeners like Scott for helping us out and helping make this show possible at amps.freetalklive.com. Thankfully, uh, our website has not been taken down. The domain yeah. <laughs> name has not been taken down. However, uh, you know we do have a .dot com domain, and, and that means that if the federal government wanted to come in, swoop in, and and knock that thing out, they very well could if they wanted to. And so, before we get into the uh, the next issue, which is Russia's internet access itself potentially or actually being taken down, uh, we can get into that. I just wanted to ask you, Chris as uh, you know the resident tech expert, if you will, you host your own uh, tech talk show, freedom oriented tech show. It's called freedom decrypted at freedomdecrypted.com. That's right. Uh, it's a weekly show. You can check him out on Saturday afternoon. You're gonna do your show this week. Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing it tomorrow, uh, Saturday. So you cover a lot of stuff uh, there in in more, you know, greater tech detail than we're going to get into. Like we don't go too far into the weeds on this show. Yeah, we definitely
1: uh, go a little bit more into the weeds in this show. Yeah. Not too much more, but a little bit more for sure. So I, I just want to know. I I know, for
0: instance, that there have been like. "Quote unquote decentralized domain name system alternatives." For the last decade, there was something called yeah. Namecoin, which was an early cryptocurrency. That uh, that's actually decentralized as well
1: as just an alternative domain. That's name what system. I said de- yeah. decentralized
0: domain name systems. There's another one called Unstoppable Domains. That uh, is like a, I forget what they're selling. I forget what the dot extension is there. But yeah. each of these things. I've looked into them to some extent. They always involve, you have to get, like, a special browser plug-in, and there's no real, like, simple plug-and-play solution for this stuff. It, yeah. <laughs> what, what is, is Tor the best option Honestly, right now? Honestly,
1: if I was going to set up a website uh, that was uncensorable, it would definitely be over Tor. Mm-hmm. Um, the alternative domain name systems are, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these things where if you really wanted it to work, it needs to be integrated at either the OS level or at least the browser. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least the browser level because you know that you know the browsers that people are already using. Because otherwise, you ain't gonna get much traffic if you start linking to it, right? You know, from the you know other websites that are on the normal internet. Um, so yeah, I mean, right now, uh, Tor is definitely the number one as far as having uh tor does have its own dns system sort of they're called onions
0: right and you can't put a dot onion into a normal browser you right. have to have the tor browser right. for that
1: and there are already i mean i don't know how many onion sites but there's a lot of there's all. a lot and yeah, a lot of current so. dot
0: com sites have an alternative onion version as well that's right um and Getting onto Tor is pretty easy. It's as simple it as downloading the Tor browser and running it. It is.
4: Basically.
1: It's it's not you know, and unfortunately it's not it's not quite as easy as it ought to be in that there is no there are, like, you kind of have to, once you get on, to the, once you have the Tor browser downloaded, it will let you access the normal internet. But Correct. where do you go to find Onion sites, right? I
0: okay, think that's, that's
2: where I ran into a the, problem. Right.
1: <laughs> that's always the biggest question, because one of the, one of the problems is you well, can't. Well, you can put it right at the top of your website. You can say, this is our Tor uh, it can, um, but Tor onion sites they don't have simple domain names. No, that's it's, the downside of it, it. So I can't even easily advertise it like on the radio if I yeah, wanted it's to. Like,
0: or some of them I've seen they get the first few letters are rem- are memorable somehow. I don't know how they register these things or how that how they're yep. issued or whatever. But like they might have the first five or six or whatever yeah, letters. They're, they're actually generated, interestingly enough. And so. then it's like AQ two It's just complete random gibberish numbers right. and letters. So. <laughs>
2: when I was it's, like in high school, I was tell, telling my little sister, oh, there's this thing called the dark web and you can, you know, look at illegal things on it. Let's download it. So I downloaded the, the Tor browser and then we were like, what would we want to look at that's legal? Obviously, we don't want to look at like, I don't know, hitmen or something like that. Well, so we, before, we, well, we,
0: you go on, before you go on, <laughs> the, the purpose of the dark web isn't per se to do illegal things. There but are places... this was in
2: me in high school. Yeah.
0: I'm I, just, I just, I'm just yeah. saying the sort of the standard um, reason to use this is in some places it's illegal to like say bad things about the government well, or whatever, right? Yes, so, but
2: in in high school we thought, oh, you can look at drugs or something, but we didn't want to get in that. trouble. So yeah. we, what we were doing were, was we are like, oh, well, maybe there's like animals, like pets that you can buy in other countries that you know allowed to buy in America. Let's see if there's a website for that. We Googled something like exotic pets and then we were just on a regular website thinking we are on the dark mm-hmm. web and we are like, wow, you can have a, I don't know you get a, a tiger. Yeah, a tiger for a pet. This is so cool. The dark web, and then later I was like, wait, let me check if it pops up on like Chrome, and it did, and I was mm. like, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, why isn't it easy to just Google these things? So so I, do have, to, t- I do have to make one
1: comment about this whole dark web. So Tor isn't the dark web. Tor <laughs> is. Um, Tor allows you to. That's the onion router. You yeah, can route any kind of web service,
0: or not just web, there, but any kind of protocol, right? The,
1: yeah, effectively the dark web is like kind of anything that you can't find using a normal search engine. Mm-hmm. So and certainly sites uh, that you access through Tor, uh, at least onion sites, and that maybe you know constitute the part of the dark web. web. But that's like Tor itself is just an anonymization tool sort Correct. of. So anyway. Um, you can
0: run other things over Tor, right? So we're talking about websites. Yeah. That's the dark web. But you can also run a Bitcoin client. Right, exactly. Uh, you could run a chat client or whatever else. Yep. Um, but it gets a little more complicated and, to do that.
1: Right. And there's also other uh, systems that are not. That are similar anonymous systems. So, and that would also, you know, those would also be part of like the dark web. So, anyway, I just, just a little, little, little nitpick there. That Let me ask
0: you this: uh, Eagle Die Flesh Curse in our D Live chat says Open NIC is still a thing. Just change your DNS, he says, but pretty much no adoption for it. Do you know what he's referring to? Yeah, Open I believe that's NIC. an alternative
1: domain name system. Um, well, there's a bunch of those. Yeah, right? yeah, there are, and um, most of them have kind of failed or. Out or never really got any adoption. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to have, you know, you kind of have to have like people using it, and it's it's a chicken and egg kind of problem, right? It's now, like- when
0: you say it's an alter- when you mean alternative, they're still serving the standard domain name uh, phone book. It's just they're not censoring it, is the claim,
1: right? I think, no, I think you can actually register a domain name like dot, I don't know, I'm trying to think of one that doesn't actually exist, like dot CYC or something oh, like that, let's really? say. Um, CYC doesn't actually exist, but it does with their own domain name system. Oh, so interesting. So you have to either install a plugin or install mm-hmm. something, and then all of a sudden you can you can access these sites that, with this dot CYC extension mm-hmm. that otherwise you wouldn't be able to access. Oh, that's interesting. So, okay. Yeah. But um, like I said- Of course, there's no privacy
0: there. It's not Tor no, it's Anything not like Tor. It's There's no privacy. Right. It's
1: just an alternative system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, and and something like that isn't going to be indexed by Google. So you're never going to right. find a .dot x uh, C-Y-C, or CYC, or you know, uh, content that's that's at a domain name with a .dot cyc extension. You'll never find because unless Google started indexing, which they won't, and and adding yeah. that DNA, alternative DNS system to their own indexer, yeah, it would right. never happen. And Google runs so, their own
0: uh, DNS servers anyway. That you can
1: play. They do, but it's into. all part of the uh, the whole ICANN system. Right. So unless it's yeah, part of ICANN, which they're not gonna break with. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Google's part of the you system,
0: can, they're not the alternative.
1: And, and here's the thing, you can find the links to, you know, uh, domains that are on this alternative DNS on the internet, like on the normal internet. Mm-hmm. Um but the sites themselves won't be indexed in a search right. engine so yeah um, and then the same thing with tor like you might find a dot onion URL listed somewhere but Google is not indexing so it won't come it up can. with pages yeah you know, from those onion sites. But there ourselves.
0: are dark web search engines. Those there, do exist. There are. There but you are. have to get
1: on to the dark web first, get, get to that search
0: Somebody engine. Somebody tell me
2: how to get on the dark web. And, and, the, and the question
1: Download is, the can anybody name a dark web search engine or a, a, a Tor search engine?
0: Uh, offhand, yes. If it still exists, I don't know, but it was called Grams, and it would search all the dark uh, net marketplaces.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I was trying to think of one myself, and I'm uh, at a loss
0: There's the moment, more so. coming up here. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us at 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
2: And Bonnie.
0: And Chris. Uh, phones are open. By the way, the uh, People's Convoy is still rolling. Tonight is their last night prior to arriving in washington dc tomorrow it's a shame i'm not going to be on the show tomorrow night Uh, captain Kickass will be heading things up uh tomorrow where you and i bonnie are going down to the liberty forum so we won't be able to be on the air Uh, i personally will not be able to be on the air but the show will be live on saturday night i I can't guarantee the captain's gonna get into coverage of the the people's convoy i hope he does though I, i will certainly suggest it to him because this thing looks like it's gonna be a big deal. There are a lot of trucks, a lot of people uh, that are together that have come from all across the country, and they're planning on hitting DC next uh, tomorrow.
2: You know what's really weird about the date to me? Um, remember last year, Q went on was saying that. Trump was going to retake the office on March 5th. Oh, were
0: they saying that? Remember? I, I, they kept changing the date. That they Trump changed was the date a
2: lot, but it started off March 5th. Okay,
0: no, I didn't, so, didn't remember that.
2: It's just weird.
0: Yeah, that just happens to be when they're uh, coalescing uh, around the Beltway, and what they're going to do isn't really clear. Are they going to do a polish roadblock around the beltway and slow uh slow traffic down are they planning oh on- man that is already so slow. i don't know if you could slow <laughs> it slow down it anymore, anymore. <laughs> are they going to go into the city are they going to do more than one approach it's uh it's hard to say what the plan is and what the federal government gang's response will be we're definitely going to keep an eye on it as it develops will it last three weeks as it did in ottawa uh, the first freedom convoy and
2: they're back now uh, who's back in ottawa
0: there are some, I believe, protesters on foot out in front of Parliament, yeah. but it's my understanding that the so the protesters. I didn't
2: that. mean the trucks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. We'll keep you in the loop here as uh, as we learn more about that. But you can go to thepeople'sconvoy.org to learn more about what's going on. They link you over to a Facebook group. Unfortunately, that's the only place you can get any kind of regularly updated content for it, which is sad. But
1: it'll be interesting to see how the U.S. government responds. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. it'll
0: be. Uh, I suspect very different than how the canadian government did but uh we've got more to say about what's happening with the russian internet censorship internet takedown not just censorship they tried to censor russian dot uh, ru domain names i can thankfully made the right decision to stay neutral on this issue and allow those domain names to continue uh but now tell me chris what the next dirty step is here
1: yeah so the second largest uh I don't want to call them an internet provider, um, but basically, there are companies out there. There's, there's like seven or eight of them that basically connect the world. Uh, to How the, many? Seven. I think it's like seven or eight. Seven or eight. Okay. Um, and they basically, they're they're big companies like AT and T, for example. Um, and it's, you know, you don't get service with, a you know, your average person doesn't get service with, I mean, well, maybe they deal with AT&T, but they don't, you've never heard of Cogent, right? So you don't get service. I've heard of them, but the average person hasn't. (laughs) Your average person doesn't get service with Cogent, right? They get service with, like, Comcast, or they get service with AT&T, or they get service. And Comcast is buying from Cogent. Right, right? exactly. So, and and it's... So Comcast buys a huge pipe, basically,
0: with a huge amount of bandwidth from Cogent, and then they resell that man with to their customers. Is it a
2: literal pipe? It's Probably
0: fiber optics (laughs) would be my guess. What do they usually use? Do you know?
1: Yeah, it's fiber optics. Yeah, yeah, basically, uh, yeah. So basically what what happens is um, there are you know, your local service provider, you know, which are like the Comcast and AT&T's in right. the world. And then there's these backbone providers that connect, uh, you know, city to city and country to country. And Cogent is, is one of these, you know, big companies that are kind of these backbone providers. Between, before you go on,
0: between big cities, you know, between Atlanta and uh, New York or, or whatever, how many of these providers will be operating? Is it one or two?
1: Three? It's It's not like five it's you know it's a good question so it depends on the country Mm -hmm. and it might be that you have seven or eight of them Mm -hmm. like all converging in new york for example um but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know like a country like kazakhstan has more than one or two Mm -hmm. Um, they might have one or one or two like connecting the country and then you know, because again, because it's you know maybe it's a small country or you know if it's again it depends on the country and like a country the size of the United States and and the population we you know you got three hundred twenty million you're gonna have a lot more of these you know just companies you know providing service to any given area so anyway so yeah so I don't know and this is the thing uh, Russia has I I want to say they have like oh, maybe a hundred and like. Eighty million people, I think something like that, if I recall correctly. Um, I think uh, like the Soviet Union, because it had all those other like countries, uh, it had closer to what the United States has in terms of population, like Mm. something closer to three hundred million. Um, So I would imagine that there probably are a lot of backbone providers. So this is just one of them, but by a lot I mean like you know maybe five, six, seven, eight, something like that. Um, But when you cut out an eighth of a country's connectivity. That's going to, and this is the second largest provider. So they might mm-hmm. have more connectivity than, say, some of the other backbone providers, possibly. So right. this could have a massive effect on like the speed. So it won't, it won't cut off, you know, everybody's internet connection necessarily, but it could cause a slowdown, a massive slowdown to Russia, basically, either connecting to a site that's hosted in Russia or Russians connecting to a site that's hosted outside of Russia. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the title of this story. So this story is actually coming from uh, Reuters, it looks like it's US firm. Cogent cutting internet service to Russia. So U.S. firm Cogent Communications was cutting internet service to Russian clients. Cogent CEO David Schaefer said on Friday, Schaefer said some Russian clients had asked for extensions and that Cogent was trying to accommodate them, which is kind of funny considering they're also trying to cut them off. Cogent, which is based in Washington, is part of the network that allows data to flow through the guts of the internet. It's the second largest carrier out of Russia, Schaefer said. Hmm. A long list of companies of every stripe has stopped doing business with Russia in the wake of its invasion of Ukraine, which has left hundreds dead and sent sent more than one million refugees into neighboring countries. Russia calls its actions in Ukraine a special operation. (laughs) Yeah, you can say that again. Schaefer said cogent took the steps at least partially because the company did not want to be used for outbound cyber attacks or disinformation. Ridiculous. Which, which I think is absolutely All of a sudden, insane. now they're concerned about that. Yeah.
2: are they cyber attacking Russians doing this?
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing that people have to remember. First of all, Cogent is a backbone provider. They're not like... Yeah. like <laughs> You they, they don't filter con- the content. Right. They're not the guys who are doing the filtering generally speaking. They're the guys who are providing connectivity to other ISPs and those if somebody's going to be censoring something or cutting something off, it's going to be the local ISP. Mm-hmm. Um it makes no sense for the backbone provider to cut cut you know start cutting things off. If you start cutting right. things off, you actually undermine like the functioning of the internet which will affect everybody right yeah they don't
0: care about the hackers in every other country of the world because there's plenty of them Right, but the and russian hackers it doesn't
1: now- actually stop these types of attacks because the attacks even if they're originating out of russia they still have internet access and they just have to connect to servers outside of russia and a lot of these systems are taken over by hackers so they're still going to be using Kojin. You know, Internet uh, backbone anyway, through other ISPs in other countries to do the attacking. Right. So this this whole argument. Unless
0: every single backbone provider servicing Russia shuts down.
1: Right. Exactly. That's exactly what would have but to why happen. Why would they? Because and,
0: somebody wants to make some money. Yeah. Right.
1: And even if that did happen, that doesn't necessarily mean that hackers in Russia would be completely cut off from the Internet anyway, um, just because there are other means of connecting to the Internet. Right. Like if you go into the Amazon, you know, there's no Internet provider providing service to you. But mm-hmm. there are satellites. There sure. are other uh, means of connectivity. There are things like um, shortwave radios. And just there's what the whole point is, basically, there's other means of now, that would that would be very, very short. Wave would be but, bur- brutally slow, but it would be. But the point is, they actually do have. Uh, there are means of doing like digital electronic sure. uh, digital communications over. But
0: here's those my question: that the first thing that comes to mind here is these companies. I mean, like you're saying, this isn't for the average user. This is for an internet service provider. Their clients are internet right. service providers, and when you get into a business level service level agreement with one of these companies. They're guaranteeing some level of service, probably oh, yeah. to the point of ninety nine point nine 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 repeating nine uh-huh. percent of the time. And yep. now they're saying,
1: "Oh, well, we're just going to shut down." Uh, do their contracts allow them to no. do that? Uh-uh, probably not. Um, it, you know, there is actually so there might be a term in the. Con- I know this is the case in some instances with some companies with some like industries, um, like I think like shipping maybe, um, like but- Acts of God. Yeah, it's sort of like an act of God, but there's also a provision for, for situations where yeah, war or something. But of that that's nature.
0: when the bombs go off and destroy your backbone, right? Not just because you feel like
1: it. Yeah, and or maybe are um, you are picking a side in the war? Yeah, yeah. If, if, you're, if you're, there's also like if if there's a government blockades or you you get ordered to by government. But that's do, not happening. Not in this case, right? There's so. more
0: coming up. here. It sounds to me like those Russian ISPs have themselves a lawsuit that they can bring against this company. It, it would seem that way. Uh, there's more coming up here. Free Talk Live.
5: free talk live
0: it's free talk live phones are open here you can join us at 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 as a few hundred people are preparing to get together this weekend in manchester new hampshire at a sold-out Liberty Forum event, which I believe may be the first time since Ron Paul spoke in like 2009 or 2008, I forget exactly what year, it was one of those years.
1: I, uh, I am absolutely shocked at the size of Liberty Forum this year.
0: Yeah, because it was down, like there, a f- just a couple years ago, it was really hurting the as far as The last
1: time I went, I think there weren't more than 100 people.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it had a real dip um, right before the COVID thing, yeah. and then now people actually are really serious about migrating for liberty, migrating for more freedom. That's why the Porcupine Freedom Festival sold out for the first time ever last year, and I believe this is the first sellout in many, many years for the Liberty Forum event. Yeah, this year, and so.
1: I don't know with certainty, but is this, do you guys know for sure, is this the largest Liberty Forum uh, that they've had? Because- no. The number of people is a lot more than I have ever recalled. I, mean, so I think when I went at like what I thought, well, well, I don't know if it was at a height, but I think it was like maybe 200 or 250 or something like that. This is maybe?
0: 350 uh, this year is the number of adult tickets that have been sold. There's more like child's tickets or right, whatever. Right, right. So just call it 400 sure. uh, roughly total. I'd, and I don't know if that includes the guest speakers. Okay, so- Around 350, 400, probably going to be accurate. The one where Ron Paul spoke was probably eight hundred or something
4: wow. like that. So. Oh wow! Did you okay.
0: Tell? Yeah, yeah, oh. I was, uh, I was at that one, um, but that was at a much bigger facility, so they scaled the event. They had to scale the event down because it was having you know a real um, attendance <laughs> issue for a couple of years. Yep. And so they're they're still in the smaller facility, but now they've sold out that smaller facility. So it is going to be the biggest Liberty Forum in many years.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they organize, and one of the some of the issues that like I had in some of the past years is it just wasn't really well organized. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I I think uh, I think last year or whatever the last Liberty Forum was, I didn't exactly go but i kind of peeked my head in because i was going to another uh event called alt expo Mm -hmm. uh, that was hosted at the same that'll be there this year it's there
0: every year yeah it is it's it's
1: always hosted like at the same venue roughly more or less and um i i poked my head in and i was actually really impressed with how packed it was now it was probably a smaller space um but it, it definitely looked like it was way better uh, attended than, than like the last couple of, of Liberty Forums I had attended prior to that.
2: What's Alt Expo? Uh,
1: Alternatives Expo,
0: it is something that was founded, I believe, at the very first Liberty Forum, uh, because Jack Schimmick, who... I don't know if you, if you know Jack, but you met him today. He was the guy sweeping the dirt outside oh, of the yeah, party we yeah. went to. Um, he's the creator of Alt uh, Expo, and basically... Jack wanted to hear certain topics discussed at Liberty Forum, and they wouldn't put it on. They wouldn't put those topics on the official agenda. Hmm. Um, maybe because they didn't think it would be well attended, or whatever their reasons. So too, too it's kooky. the Fork
2: Fest, yeah, basically. of Liberty Forum.
0: Yeah, you can look at it that way. <laughs> uh, it it was Forkfest before Forkfest even was conceived of. Yeah. Uh, and so they what they did the first year of Liberty Forum was they rented a hotel room. In the hotel that Liberty Forum was, was happening, and they said, all right, well, they passed out flyers and said, okay, well, if you want to see a speech about uh, canning food, or if you want to see a speech about, you know, some... You know, alternative, uh, belief system or whatever. I don't, I don't
1: know wow. offhand what they would have been, but I will say that they're come on up. I, yeah, there's, um, there's been some interesting content at Alt Expo, and then there's been some really cringy content, if you ask me, at Alt Expo. <laughs>
4: yeah, well, it's, so it's,
0: it's you're going
1: to get the obscure it's, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a mix. It's a, it's a very much a mix of like,
0: yeah, I don't woo-woo. want to be caught
1: dead with those people, but
4: woo-woo it's stuff? also got some good there's stuff
0: some too. Woo st- woo stuff at uh, at Alt Expo for sure. Um, I don't know what their schedule is going to be this year. I don't know if they've announced it at this point. They used to have a website, but I don't. don't <laughs> look like it's don't online. Don't
1: think so because they don't get the number for the room until like they check in. So I don't. Well, think they can there's... still come up with a
0: schedule. They just wouldn't know, be able to announce. Where okay, fair enough. It is fair enough. Um, but uh, you know, they that's one of those things that free staters are great about. Is if if somebody's doing it wrong in their estimation they just go ahead and start doing it the way they think it should be done right. and create the alternative basically.
1: I, this is one of the thing I love uh things I love about this community. It's we we are kind of one community but we also are so di- di- we're diversified but we're also um decentralized in a sense like mm-hmm. you can't if you were to come in and try and take people out like to take down the movement it just wouldn't work because there's so many different leaders and people doing different things and sure we go and we we might show up to the state house you know kind of as a large group from all those different groups but you know there's not like one or there's not a hierarchy you know. So
0: yeah, um, looking forward to the Liberty Forum this uh, weekend. But if you're not able to make it out, if you don't have your ticket already, I don't know. Maybe you can get somebody. Maybe somebody's scalping them online. <laughs> maybe you can still get one. Uh, but it's officially a sold out event. So if you if you just show up, you're probably not going to. Not gonna be able to get in. You know what you uh, should but, be
1: thinking about is uh, this summer Pork right. Fest and Forkfest. That's what I was gonna mention. Yeah. Is uh, <laughs> Fork Fest
0: is coming up, and the odds that Fork Fest is going to sell out very, very low uh, because it's a newer event. It's Absolutely. only in its only in its sixth year. And it follows the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, it's kind of like, almost like an after party for uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. A little bit more of a laid back experience. More focused on open source, the doers, the people that want to create things. Because there's not a centralized protocol to follow there's not some sort of central authority saying this will be the schedule there is nothing like that it's just all a bunch of individuals coming to a campground for a week from june 27th through july 3rd at rogers campground the beautiful white mountains of new hampshire and what they create is what there is so if there's somebody that wants to cook I bet you they're going to sell some food. Uh, If there's somebody that wants to have a poker game, they need to bring a poker table and the cards, right? So like, you got to create the thing that you want to see happen. Or if you just want to kick back at a campsite and enjoy sitting around a campfire with some freedom lovers, you can do that too. Uh, Come on up to uh, go to forkfest.party. That's the unofficial website. The whole thing is unofficial because there's no tickets. You don't have to buy a ticket for a fork.
2: I feel like there will definitely be some kind of karaoke at... Porkfest, so I definitely want to make my own karaoke at Fork Fest.
1: That can be done. Yeah. Um it, it's it's uh I've I've heard it described as kind of the old uh the old style porcupine freedom festival, uh Forkfest. And and I think yeah. the reason for that is it is it's it's not this. Structured event like por- The Porcupine Freedom Festival has become Now to it's be very fair much, the, uh, unstructured.
0: The, the Porcupine Freedom Festival has Moved in a more unstructured direction In recent this years is true. And that is one reason why that event is now a sellout Whereas it also was struggling For a few years as well But they went in a more unsupervised Unstructured direction There still is like a structured main stage At Porkfest but now there's all these uh, Sort of hubs as they call it For different interests that are all around the park and that worked out very well for them last year, and they're going to bring that back this year. So
1: I, you know, you know what I think. If I, well, I, I, I would say that I'm planning to attend both the Pokemon Freedom Me Festival too. and Fork Fest, both events. Hopefully, the entire two weeks. However, I know most people probably can't take off two weeks. Sure. What I would do is I would tell people, I would suggest people come to the tail end of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, so and the then weekend stay, of Pork Fest, yeah, and then stay for Fork Fest, sort of the after party. Mm-hmm. So do it like a ten day. Yeah, something like mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, I I think that's probably the best way to you know get to know people and experience uh, you know New Hampshire basically and what it's like to be among other liberty minded people. Um, you'll probably also end up being around more you new know, people from New Hampshire. I think if you attend Fork Fest than if you just attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Hmm. And this is one of the complaints I had you know about last year's event. There were a lot of people, but. There wasn't as much interaction between people from outside New Hampshire and inside New Hampshire. The Pokemon Freedom Festival. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. Well, so you were not able to make that, I believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of disappointing. There was just so many people there, but it was like. We need more interaction, right? Like, if you come up, how could there not be interaction with three thousand people in a park? Uh, people just weren't walking around. People they were, were
2: sticking to their groups.
1: Yeah, they were just sticking to their little, hmm. their little groups, their little areas, and it was, it was. I mean, it, there was some, but it wasn't anywhere near like what it was, you know, in two thousand. I question
0: your experience. Is probably not the typical uh attendees
1: experience uh, this is not just me saying this there's, okay. there's a lot of people saying this
0: 603 is the number here i mean if you don't socialize it's really your fault ultimately uh you have know, got thousands of people around people you people come around. how, how yeah, do you get idea. thousands of people to socialize more uh walk up and say hello uh there's more coming up <laughs> here you can join us it's free talk live live phones open you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and in the studio here tonight you've got ian
2: and bonnie
0: and chris more about the various different censorships regarding russia and coming from russia by the way the the censorship (laughs) road works both ways We'll talk about what the Russian state gang is doing to their people uh, coming up here. But uh, there's also your calls and thoughts. We're going to go to Sarah listening in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Bonnie, and
6: Chris. So I've been hearing there's uh, people from Crimea busting into Ukraine in support of the Russians. Um, So are they soldiers and helping out the Russians or... What, the, what they're saying here is that it's just staged. They're just rounding up people, pretending to be in support of the Russians. So I wonder how true Who's is rounding that. up what people?
0: Sorry, I'm not clear on what well, you're
6: what, saying. Okay, what they're saying is that, well, the, the news that I'm getting here is that they want to show that there's people from Crimea that, that are in support of the Russians and they're mm-hmm. being bused into Ukraine. And then... Obviously, Why would they
0: do that? Why didn't Crimea already
1: leave Ukraine to join the Russians? Maybe I'm no. What
0: she's
2: saying I, kind
1: of makes sense. Is, is it would be Russian propaganda probably?
2: Well, I just can't find any about anything about it while googling. I googled Crimea people yeah, was supporting Russians on
6: the radio news. So you know, again, you know, as far as propaganda goes, it depends on who twists it and how they twist it to whether whatever their advantage. So what you get okay, i so they did join Russia uh, is that what happens so obviously they are um like communist uh, Russians no wonder they're being busted. And, and I'm wondering if they're like soldiers from uh Belarus that's what I'm thinking, but well, these are once these again, you are of-
0: always wildly speculating, Sarah about what's going on in the world with. Very little information to actually back it up.
2: Yeah, yeah but
6: the, well, what the news, news, news that they're saying is that they're just staged. These are not real people that support the Russians. They're just the Russians I mean, are sending them in, Sarah, Sarah, and, and I'm believing that they're lying. There's there
1: is propaganda on both sides of. They're this. They're all lying. Yeah, Sarah. I mean. It's, it's hard to know what to believe. You know, it's, it's not like it's beyond belief that there are Russians that are pro-Ukrainian or, or pro-Russian, but there's also possi- there's also likely possibility of there being Ukrainians who are pro-Russian, too. Right. And pro-Ukrainian. Right. So it's, yeah. you know. Uh,
0: so according to Wikipedia, in 2014, Vladimir Putin stated to colleagues that they, quote, we must start working on returning Crimea to Russia Within days, unmarked forces with local militias took over the autonomous Republic of Crimea and Sevastopol, as well as occupying several localities... Uh, which is geographically a part of, they mentioned where, uh, geographically part of Crimea. In 2014, a referendum on merging Crimea with Russia was supported by 96.7% of voters with an alleged 83.1% turnout, although, of course, it was boycotted by many who were loyal to Ukraine and denounced as illegitimate by Western governments. So if you believe the Russian side, then crimea's people voted to rejoin russia to leave ukraine and join russia in 2014 it, why would those people <laughs> believing that they are a part of russia go into a war zone on their own volition just to you know act like they live in crimea i don't understand what you're even saying
4: here
6: but that, that- of what I announced. So they did bust in in support of the Russians, probably to fight with for the Russian side. That's what it's going. And the, I'm only getting bits and pieces of the the news. And so, you know, something, the thing is, you don't have to... It's not news, Russian it's propaganda. Okay, so do you think that they're independent, the 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 free, the, they're getting railroaded, they have to quit in Russia. But do you think I could have a socialist communist Who can radio quit show? in Russia?
0: What are you saying? Who, who can quit
6: in well, Russia. I mean, the, the ABC and the, there was a news independent there. They're, they're going to go get put in jail for 15, 16 years. So they all walked out in the last show. The, I don't even know the, what you the, just
0: I don't know the words that came out. What are you trying to say? Did any of you understand what she just okay, said? Sure. OK, I'm just making sure hey, it's there, not me. There was
6: a network in Russia and then they had to shut down another plane. Oh, like, Russia today. Yeah. The, and then plus we the ABC had a network in Russia They'll okay. be all shut down because they're going to be put in jail in 16 years. But Wait, what I'm saying is that the, the she news She doesn't know here, what she's talking about.
0: Are you referring to the liberal radio station and the liberal television station in Rain? Russia? One of them's called Rain TV. Uh, the other one, uh, I don't remember offhand, like a Moscow something or other. Uh, Echo Moscow, I think it was, the radio station. Are, yeah, are you referring to right, that? Right.
6: Pro- I, I think so. Those, those guys, that sounds about right. Okay, well, I haven't then, heard no, anything about tomorrow, them being
0: charged criminally. I've just heard they've been told...
6: If they, if, they, if they, In other words, if they oppose the Russian war, how horrible and demonic Putin is or whatever, they'll get put in jail. So, okay. I mean, so that could, that could
0: be. That, um, I don't know, but uh, the story we read the other night... Uh, was just saying that the regulator there, their equivalent of the FCC, was restricting their broadcasts in some way. So, yeah,
1: I mean, this is not something that's even all that new. They've been doing this, they've been shutting down independent media outlets in Russia for, a for long time. years and years and years now. So,
0: But the uh, the response from the people that were running the radio station and the TV station that are being targeted is they intend to sue so they're not responding from inside a jail cell. If if charges are coming, we haven't heard anything and about that And they said that,
2: that the, um, it goes against their Russian constitution, That's what, they said, what the yeah. Russians are doing. So they um, said that it's question. illegal
0: to shut down their radio stations.
2: I have a question for Sarah.
0: Oh, she's still here. Go ahead.
2: Yes. Um, what yes. do you think about the Russians who are standing up and going to jail because they're against the war and uh, saying that they don't want to go to war with... Ukraine, what do you think about that, since you think that the Russians are all secret communists who want to take over Ukraine?
6: You know, but uh, why do you guys, okay, those people, I think that the soldier that called in, he said all of the Russians, support, I don't agree with that, there's some, hmm, maybe yeah. three to five percent, and then he, they are operating of selfish, selfish interest, they probably are capitalists. Do you think that all people uh, who are
0: anti-war are selfish?
6: No, but in that predicament, but my view is they are selfish, like that soldier said. They You're pro-war, selfish, right? Religious. You like it
0: when people they are go and die.
2: capitalists. For... You're selfish because you don't want to kill people. You're
0: pro-war, right? And
2: take over a country, Sarah.
0: Wouldn't that describe no. you accurately? Pro-war.
2: Well, if they're fighting for welfare,
6: disability, and free health care, okay they never said they were doing Security, that. It's fight war. That's what the yeah. Bonnie's right. Are they didn't say for. that.
0: That first of all, Putin's not a communist. Uh, and secondly that's not what they're fighting for they're fighting for territory that's the official reason for this now putin is saying that oh we're defending these independent nations uh, of luhansk and donetsk but the reality is he's invading the entire country and allegedly they say targeting military targets the west media western media is saying no they're they're shooting at neighborhoods i know
2: one thing's for sure the um Orphanage that my little brother was adopted from has been damaged now. Uh and that's that's for sure. The people are still in contact with my parents, so like that's that's, that's a place in that's Kharkiv. not a in Kharkiv and it's not a you know military target.
0: No. Uh Sarah, as usual, your calls bring zero clarity and make things even more confusing. Thank you for the call. The number here is six oh three 603-283-6160 You can bring up whatever's on your mind here. We don't claim to know how many, you know, what percentage of Russians are anti-war. I suspect it's a lot more than the numbers that are showing up at the protests because most of them probably don't want to get rounded up and thrown into a gulag. Uh, More on the way here. This is Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the sixth annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after PorkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. Free Talk Live. Phones open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
2: And Bonnie. And Chris.
0: You can join us online. We have our social media platform. It is a Mastodon system, and that means it is open source. It's self-hosted. Self-hosted means we run the server, not Twitter or Facebook or one of these other evil big tech corporations. You've got way more freedom to express yourself if you are over on our site, social.freetalklive.com. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Dave Ridley is calling from Colorado tonight. Dave uh, from ridleyreport.com. Go ahead.
7: Hey, guys. Uh, Yeah, I'm calling you from uh, uh, Stop the War sign-making party Mm -hmm. in Colorado Springs where I'm visiting. And uh, a lady has just Sung a beautiful song into my camera. I guess she's all out of she's all out of singing, she doesn't want to sing anymore. I was going to have her sing for you.
0: Oh, so there's actually <laughs> so saying, people singing, in the United she, States that are still against wars. That's nice to know. Yeah, but she was she was singing a Ukrainian song. I think well, I think she was in Russian. Oh. Um, I, guess
1: it was, I don't know. Where,
0: not, where it, are you right now? Are you in Denver? No, I'm visiting Colorado Springs. Oh. Colorado Springs. Okay, that's not as large of a town. How well attended is this anti-war event?
7: Well, we're just making signs right now for tomorrow's event. There's oh, both, you
0: know, about five, five, six, I see.
2: Is and it going to be like downtown Colorado Springs?
7: Uh, yeah. We're, we're we're right now. We're in South Colorado Springs, and the protest is in downtown Colorado Springs.
2: Nice.
0: So these are people yeah. who are not all whipped up into a frenzy, like it seems like a large amount of Americans are that uh, want to see. War with Russia. They want to, you know, cheer on the conflict uh, in Ukraine. These people are against the war.
7: Well, it's it's similar to the kind of talk you would have heard if you visited Bosnia during the war there. Uh, People want to stop the Russians. Uh, There is obviously too many people are being infected with the idea of bombing Russia, which is, uh, I mean, obviously we need to stop the war in Ukraine, but we need to do that and have a world after that to repair Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm against that's what I was saying to some of the other, some of the other folks. Am I the only one who's against this? Uh, but yeah, I mean, most of our signs say stop the war and, and I I think I can, I think I can agree with that.
0: Okay, good. Uh, anything else you want to share about the uh, experience?
7: Uh, it's interesting that all the different languages. I, I think everyone in there speaks Spanish. Hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody speaks a little bit of Spanish. You There's speak Spanish, of, right? I've been trying, Kamal. Uh, uh, <laughs> yo, yo, uh, yo trato. <laughs> but, hmm. the, um, but the, but uh, the, uh, what's interesting is that uh, you know I, I started learning a little bit of Ukrainian, and most of the Ukrainians uh, who I've met so far in this crisis don't actually speak
0: much
2: Ukrainian; they speak Russian.
0: Hmm. Yeah, interesting.
2: That's what my parents found out too when they went there.
0: Ridley, thanks for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Let's go on here to Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live.
8: Uh, I just had to have a little fun with Sarah. She's the most misinformed caller I've ever heard. I mean, you talk yes. about uncured chronic. Her papers are not in order. Do not roll that. <laughs> Good advice. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, she was talking about the Russian people being in support of the uh, the war. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what she likes there's, to believe.
8: Yeah, I know, but there's a lot of footage within the first day, two or three. There was protests all over, and heads were getting cracked.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
8: Up in the USSR, what she likes to believe is the, still the, the, you know,
2: Soviet Union, Russia.
8: It's not the USSR.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to so, tell what's propaganda and what's not, but um, it, 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 it's not hard to believe that when you're when you're misled about you know uh drills and then are basically told to go into Ukraine and 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 you're not even told that you're invading another country you know it, it's hard to believe that there aren't at least some of these soldiers who are like not going to be all in on going to war
2: hmm, i don't know about soldiers i didn't hear anything about soldiers necessarily but i'm sure you're right um that at least some of them don't want to go to war but um, one thing that I just really don't think is faked is pictures of, like, packed streets that look Russian to me with people holding signs that say no war with Ukraine.
0: Well, and Sarah wants to believe it's three to five percent she of She just made Russians. that up. She's she, completely it making it up. A
2: couple calls ago, she, I asked her how many does she think, and she said, uh, oh, three to five percent. How do you make that? She just made that up. It's not like she has any intel
0: so here's a little bit of intel now you can put the you can call this into question obviously because it's coming out of russia but at least according to two russian pollsters now they may be biased towards the russian government right keep that in mind but remember sarah said three to five percent of the russian people are against the conflict in ukraine according to the russian pollsters themselves it's more like one third of russians that are against the uh the conflict you know
1: i have to say i've i've uh watched some content from russia and i've also rushed some watched some content from like the bbc and and i'm actually uh, you know and actually some of the content predates this war um but was like really recent like 2021 mm-hmm. um and i'm i was actually surprised at like how uh what's the word i'm looking for it was like i don't want to say it was honest but it was like it was more truthful than you would have expected, given the current circumstance. Like they were talking about how part of Russia, you know, like the people did actually uh, support Russia, and like how you know, um, it, it, and it's because we we look at like the parts of Russia, like Crimea and, and uh, Eastern um, Ukraine, or I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Crimea and Eastern Ukraine, um, they are very much pro-Russian in those areas. Yes, um, even if the reason that even if it wasn't them who rose up it was still something that was supported i guess by the people in those regions and um ostensibly that's that, what we're to right, believe right right but this was the bbc saying this right. which is what which kind of made it interesting uh according
0: to the levada poll taken february 17th through the 21st 52% of russians hold a negative view of ukraine and I presume that means the Ukrainian government, and only thirty five percent hold a positive view. So you know, again, Sarah is off by a factor of ten in her estimates if you believe these
1: polling numbers from the Russian pollsters. I mean, uh, that's that's interesting polls. Is this is this are these like these are are these Russian government These are purportedly polls or- uh
0: two pollsters uh it, I don't know if they're run by the Russian government or what, but there is a third pollster called the Levada Center, which Western experts often cite as more reliable. They have not yet released their data on the topic, okay. but the two pollsters are VTSIOM and FOM, whatever the hell that stands
1: for. I mean, it <laughs> sounds like, like numbers that are believable. That's why yeah, yeah, just kinda that's what like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, uh, go ahead, Major. Sorry.
8: Yeah. Do you guys just think north of our border here? All the Canadian broadcasting systems are subsidized by the government. That's right. Uh, what is it? Rebel, Rebel radio is the only one that's freelance. And it's the only one that's going to tell you any pieces of the truth. Yep. But uh, I've heard snippets of a couple different Russian soldiers. They they were told that people are, are going to greet you with open arms. Hmm. You know, and uh, another guy says, I don't know who to shoot. They all look like us. Hmm. <laughs> Major,
0: thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. What were you going to say, Bonnie?
2: I was going to say I Googled it, and this is 2020 numbers. There's 144 million people living in Russia. That's I just correct, don't yeah. know where Sarah would even get you know get uh, 134 get
4: a in Russia? Wow. 144, 144 million. million.
1: 144 million. That's about what you said earlier. Yeah,
4: in our it's discussion. a little
0: bit less than I thought even, actually. Hmm. Uh, we go to Richard. He's in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Richard.
5: Yes, I appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. This is for all the people in the United States that are thinking about moving to New Mexico and more specific Albuquerque. They have the worst bus system, have to have the worst bus transit system in the whole United States. I've been in quite a few large cities in the United States since 1969. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen a more disorganized run bus system. The state of New Mexico has several offices that are trying to attract tourists and people. to Well, come Richard, to the Mexico reason why
0: governments suck at running buses is because governments suck at everything that they do.
2: They are unorganized in general.
0: Because they're a monopoly. And monopolies are known for providing terrible service because there's no way that anyone can compete with a subsidized operation they can't they can't <laughs> run the same service if, if they're personally. even allowed to yeah if they're even allowed to uh more coming up thanks for the call it's free talk live phones are open you can join the show the number 603 283 and you can take control of the airwaves here That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Bonnie, and Chris in the studio tonight. And don't forget, you can download archives of the show anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. We got them back for many years. Enjoy them. Uh, They're free. freetalklive.com. If you would like, though, you can subscribe to our Podcast feeds. Just go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to our RSS feeds there. There's one of them that's got all of the stuff that we release, which is the full shows and the digest versions. There's another one that's full shows only. There's another one that's digest only, so you can kind of customize to what it is you want to receive in your favorite podcast client. Head over to feeds.freetalklive.com to get subscribed to Free Talk Live. We go to Rob calling us from Vermont across the river. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Hi, guys. How are hey, you?
0: What's, what's on your mind, Rob?
9: Hey, so we keep hearing a lot of stories coming out of Winchester, New Hampshire, where they've had, a within the last year, what is it, three, four, maybe five different police officers were fired. Really? Uh, they had a hearing, I think, last week, and the Winchester Select Board was divided two-on-two on whether to fire. The lieutenant in Winchester apparently there was some issues that he had with someone Uh oh. not sure exactly what it was but uh yeah it's like this new chief of police has coming to town is he's, he's just gun-ho on fire you know firing these guys apparently he must be stumbled onto something
0: yeah that's a good question i i gotta say i have not been paying attention to local corrupt cops news re- just recently i mean i've got my hands full of uh, other things to do uh we know the the so-called lorry list came out you actually called about that rob when that was released that is a list of corrupt cops uh across all of new hampshire but it's just a just a scratch of the surface those yeah. are the only,
1: those are only the, the corrupt cops that have made it onto the I, list i'd like to think these guys were fired because they were bad co- i mean they're all bad cops but I would like to think they were particularly bad cops that were fired for that reason, but I have to wonder if it's not just consolidate somebody trying to consolidate power.
0: Yeah, it's or they cross somebody. right? Yeah, like oh right, right. you didn't ask. You the didn't blue line enough. Or, yeah. or you didn't. You know, you didn't ask the chief before you shook down that uh, that person on Main Street or or whatever. I don't know how it all works, right? But there, you know, there's certain lines you don't cross as an officer with the, yep. the brass, and if you cross those lines, then they'll they'll feed you to the wolves.
2: Oh, I actually want to tell Rob. Um, we were at the courthouse maybe five months ago. Now I don't even know how long ago. The Keen one. Yeah, me and you, Ian. Okay. We're at the courthouse not too long or pretty long ago, maybe f- three months ago. Okay. And um, some people came out and we were talking to them because we knew them, and they said that they tried to bring up the lorry list because a cop that was um, you know, a witness against this woman. Was on the lawyer list. They tried to bring that up, and the judge just yelled at them and, and yelled at her lawyer, saying, "I'm not going to admit that in my courtroom." Wow. And like wouldn't let her bring it up at all. The lawyer list.
4: Yep. Yeah. Well,
9: yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just it's a it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, you know, the other thing that I find is troubling is that you know you've got a a de- retired detective that works out of the Cheshire County Prosecutor's Office that helps prosecute defendants.
2: Isn't he and, in the AG's? Working for the AG now? Um, I
9: don't I think a, it's the county I, prosecutor. I know, he works right out of right out of Keene out of the Cheshire County, right. you know, uh Superior Courthouse. You're and talking he's about on the corrupt, list?
0: You're talking about the corrupt guy that's on uh, the lorry list from the Keene police?
9: Exactly. Yeah, 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 I
0: heard that story. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, it just it goes to terrible. show that these guys get promoted rather than punished. Yeah, maybe way.
2: these guys who got fired in Winchester are going to get rehired with somewhere else while they're... You know that almost always happens
0: with uh, with these guys they don't they don't get blacklisted from the profession except on the most rare uh, of circumstances. Rob, thanks for the call, and thanks for sharing that with us here tonight. Ah, uh, the number again is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. And again, it comes back around to what I was saying about when Richard called in about the crappy bus service in Albuquerque. The same thing's true about the police. You get crappy yeah. service because they're you a monopoly. protection,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, they're are a monopoly on violence. They're a monopoly on, uh,
0: yeah, a monopoly on
1: protection. It, when you can't fire somebody or you can't, you know, stop doing business with a company that you know has wronged you, yeah, they're going to keep doing it. <laughs> Why would they do anything Especially
0: different? If right,
2: helps them out.
0: Sure. Uh, they get paid whether or not you like what they did because if you don't pay them, then they come and they come after you. Yeah, they use violence to take the money from you in the first place. And it's amazing how many people just think that's totally fine. Oh, well that's syst- that's the price we pay to live in society. We would
2: have a bad society if we didn't have that racket.
1: Yeah, people people are brainwashed into this idea that, you know, police are good, police are who you go to for help, mm-hmm. but they don't you know, most people don't really have that much experience interacting with law enforcement, no. and especially people, you know, who are uh, what's the word? They're you know of a certain you know status or statue or whatever, right? People who are you know, there's there certain people who are going to be more negatively impacted and have more interactions with police. You mean poor people? Yeah, because either they're poor or they're, they, they, you know, they're of color or, black. or they're yeah. a minority of some kind right. and um or maybe they're an activist of some kind. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, it's unfortunate. But, you know, most people just they don't they don't understand. They don't see what's actually going on because those aren't the stories, you know, that get out there. You know, they're, it's just not. You have a media that is putting, in many cases, these very people into places of power you know mm-hmm. um they're buddies with you know i mean who, who's getting elected it's the people who are buddies with the uh you know the the people at the media
2: <laughs> it's like the classic idea that there can be a whole bunch of missing like latina girls in a town and then when one white, white blonde girl. girl goes missing everybody freaks out about it it's people don't yep. care unless it affects, uh, affects them personally or somebody that looks like them
0: the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Well, people do start caring about police corruption once they get arrested wrongfully, and yeah. once the police beat or or kill their dog, or and these things are happening more often now. Uh, police arrests for violent or sorry victimless crimes are happening more and more often. the The odds that you know someone who has been targeted by the police for a victimless crime is actually very very high. Whether you know. That they've been targeted is another question. But the odds that you know that person, that you're – yeah so whether you're aware of it, I guess, uh, of whether your knowledge – anyway. The number is 603-283-6160. So what do we do about it in the case of corrupt cops? Unfortunately, right now, the average American isn't ready for the idea of no government, right? They're they're, they're, just getting rid of the police, or most of them anyway. They're not ready for that yet. That yeah. proposal was made in Minneapolis. You remember after the 2020 summer protests, yeah, there was to a huge
2: defund the police.
0: Yeah, huge protests in Minneapolis. They were going to de- quote unquote defund the police and fund some sort of alternative, non-police organization. Didn't pass. Yeah, I mean, didn't I think, happen.
1: I think a lot of what would help is if we had a some sort of. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it could be constitutional or how you'd do it, but something that would be like. Okay, it doesn't matter what law the law says if there's no uh if there's no violence uh, or a victim of violence that you can put forth, no charge. There's no yeah you can't get any kind of conviction right. Um and obviously you can reduce the police force drastically you know at that point because. You're not going to be pulling people over for speeding.
0: Right. And there's um, a ton of cops yeah. that are on the drug squad or whatever. Right. So. You're not
1: going to be arresting people for drugs. You might yeah. be arresting some of those people who have serious drug addic- addictions for you know maybe some sort of stealing or violence or something like that. But it would drastically reduce the number of peaceful people who are being you know run through the system, so to speak. Yeah. There's definitely some
0: major changes that can be made to the system. To make it less abusive towards victimless criminals, people who have never harmed another human being but yet now are being thrown into prison cells and locked away like Ross Ulbricht, who Absolutely. is uh, locked away for two life sentences plus 40 years for the crime of running a website without you know, government permission. Uh, if you don't know about his case, get over to freeross.org and learn more about Ross Ulbricht, the founder of The Silk Road. Kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the first hour with the, the dark net marketplaces. He was the very first ever To create one of those, no other darknet market operator has ever been sentenced to anything near uh, what Ross has uh, has been sentenced.
1: Oh, that's something that else just makes me sick. The idea that, you know, you would make an example out of somebody. You know, I mean, I get that you you don't want people doing, you know, this thing that somebody did, but to, you know, crucify somebody you know who's doing the same thing that other people are also doing
2: and uh the judge also made some statement i don't know the exact quote but she made some statement that it was she was also um, going to make an example out of him because of the beliefs he held like mm, the libertarian, the libertarian beliefs beliefs. yeah that it's he held.
1: It, it absolutely so morally reprehensible what she did yeah what
0: disgusting. that judge did
2: like there has to be a hell. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: the reason... that,
2: just that woman.
0: Uh, personally, I don't believe in that, but, uh, you know, you can believe what, whatever well, it is you want.
2: You can make your own personal... I think that people make their own personal hells.
0: That's true. That is true. Guilt
2: will, fall- guilt- guilt will catch up with her.
0: Uh, so the number 603-283-6160, you can join us here. I think the best solution to making the changes that, we're, that are necessary to rein in police abuse are only going to be likely if we can get enough freedom-loving people together in the same geographic area. And of course that's what we're working on doing here in New Hampshire. And the Free State Project is having its Liberty Forum this weekend. And it's a sold out of then, which is a great sign. Hour three's coming up.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: it's free talk live kicking off the third hour of the program here you're invited if you want to join the show the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 tonight you've got ian and bonnie and chris we've been talking about the propaganda war that has been going on regarding ukraine there is a conflict going on there for sure How widespread it is, how much it's affecting the average person, that, you know, is impossible to know unless you're actually there. Uh, And we have had a couple of callers who claim to be in Ukraine. We had a gentleman uh, who called in a few days ago and a regular listener of the show who I know reached out to me to say that that guy, uh, I think it was Alexander was a personal friend of his and so he's he vouched for him he says yes this guy really is in ukraine he really is in the ukrainian military Hmm. uh and so his experience obviously is going to be very different from somebody who's just living in a city and you know they don't they're not fighting yeah Uh, but it's it is interesting of course to compare propaganda and to watch the ridiculous uh, extent to which these governments of the world are going to try to restrict people's access to information and to me, that's a red alert when when you see a government gang saying, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa You people shouldn't be able to read what they say."
2: Others, mm.
0: that, yeah, those RT people, those Russia Today people, oh, Russian government—they're all li- they're lying to you. The lies are so dangerous; we can't even allow you to read them. Is what's going on? Europe, uh, the European Union. I don't know, was it last week now, early this week? I think it was Monday or something like that. They announced they were going to be banning RT, the Russian propaganda ministry, from uh, Europe, basically. Any kind of television system. Any, I don't know if they've
1: banned the website. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. that's the thing I was wondering about that. Because because banning it, like the TV channel, might be one thing. But mm-hmm. how are they going to ban... If they're talking about banning the website, do does every uh, European Union country have a... Have a blocking system? Blocking, yeah, a censorship s- system already in place? I know all a lot a good of them question. Do, Well, remember... But I wasn't under... I wasn't aware that they all had one.
2: Earlier, maybe maybe like 2019, Um, there was all this news about some law that the EU wanted to pass, and I honestly don't know if they did pass it or not, that would make some kind of memes illegal. Like, people were calling it, like, the EU was going to ban memes.
1: Was that... Something thirty wow. article thirteen.
2: I don't know. I like, think that I, might have been I article thirteen. You, I was and hoping you guys would know I think more that about it.
1: Might have passed. Oh really? Yeah, there's so many, of that, so much of that stuff going on. I can't. So remember like now. the whole
2: EU can ban ban memes, so it seems like they have the power to you know ban things.
1: Well, the EU did
0: gl- uh, did glom onto a lot of power with the GDPR thing that they yeah. did back in uh, 2018, I think is what it was. Remember when you got for listeners that don't know what I'm talking about, GDPR is meaningless as far as a set of letters. I know you know. Chris, yeah, it says but,
2: Article 13, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Google. But
0: the GDPR thing, remember? Shocked to actually remembered. <laughs> there was one uh year I think it was 2018 when all of a sudden you started getting emails from every yep. website you've ever ordered something GDPR. from from every website you've that ever somehow got your email address even if you haven't done any business with them in five years what or- year did it start? I feel like it was 2018. Hmm. You would have you would have noticed because well, yeah. in your yeah. email box, there was just email after email after email about, oh, well, now we're just going to have to tell you we're, we've got cookies and you're going to have to accept our cookies. And then every website started putting these damn pop-ups that are still everywhere yep. where the first time you go to the site, if it's been a while since you've been to the site, you go there and this accept our cookies it's not thing even comes the up. The first
1: time you go to the site, yep. it will reoccur. Right. Uh, because, you know, if you clear your cache or you have a different browser, you right. open it on your phone. New IP address. New IP address. Anything, yeah, that they'll pop it up again. Every, just in case.
0: You see it all the time, right? Accept the cookies. Click it, yep. the, And then you can finally see the website or you can see the whole website or whatever. Is that bad when that's, I accept
2: the cookies, Chris? Should I not do you that? You have
1: to,
0: basically. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> you
2: basically yeah. have to. But it's, I'm always like, is so that bad?
1: You can, you, frequently, you can hit no on that. But, yeah, I mean, it's. it's <laughs> it, they can they make it frequently very difficult.
2: Yeah.
0: So that is what the internet did in response to what's called the GDPR. Do you remember what it even stood for? General Data Protection Regulation. I think. Right. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. the EU is going to protect everybody. It, it, you know,
1: and and the thing is, like, you know, we we are inconvenienced by it, like you and I, Ian and and Bonnie. Um, but it actually everyone is, is inconvenienced it, by it. Yeah, everybody around the world is inconvenienced by it. But it's actually even worse for Europeans because a lot of websites you can't access in Europe because of this law. Try accessing like a local, uh, I don't know, New Hampshire paper or – uh, like Keen Hollywood Sentinel. Reporter or Keen, Keen Sentinel. Sentinel. If you're on a
0: VPN in Europe or you're in Europe, you yep. cannot go to the Keen Sentinel's I, website. Wow. I
1: remember, I remember when I was traveling. I, I went to uh, I was in Brussels, I believe, and a few other European countries. But anyway, a couple of years ago, um, just after that passed, basically, and I remember encountering, a, a, like, repeatedly on like a three day trip all these different websites that were blocked that I couldn't access. And the
0: reason that happened, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong on this, the reason these companies in the United States, because previously you could go to those sites, right? Absolutely. but after GDPR, you no longer could access it. And the idea was they probably just didn't know if they could comply with the GDPR or didn't want to try to jump through all the stupid GDPR hoops. So they just said, yeah, we'll just block Europe.
1: That's exactly what happened. Um, and it, it's it's interesting. Here Here's, here's the why people why people should be so concerned about this type of legislation, right? As a small business, as like even, and, and I'm not even talking about like, like a small company. Like I'm talking about a company with lots of, like maybe a hundreds of employees, employees even, right? Mm-hmm. If you're focused, if your market is New Hampshire or key New Hampshire, or, you know, in New York city, even right. Um, you you don't necessarily operate in Europe, so you have no uh, interest in necessarily catering to that market, right. and so you're not going to hire lawyers in Europe to find out whether or not you're compliant. You're just going to block Europe in order to uh, protect yourself, and that's exactly what happened.
0: And it's just such a cowardly way of doing things. like. You don't have offices in, you know, Brussels or whatever. You don't have offices in France. Why would you think you would be subject to their legislation?
1: Well, Europe thinks they that they have uh, authority to regulate you in the United States, even though you don't have offices in Europe. But how would they accomplish that it, without it, your own voluntary consent? This is their basis, and I've read in I've read what they wrote. This mm-hmm. is their basis. There's like five or six different bases for it. If your website is uh available in say Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. That they <laughs> they believe they believe that that listen, this is their our reasoning. You are then targeting people in Spain. Therefore <laughs> they can regulate you and they have authority. But
2: over how? Oh my
0: how
1: are they going to regulate me? Practical, you know, the practicalities yeah. of it are another matter. If right? they tell me they want me to show up in their court, I'm going to tell them to go pound sand. Right. And <laughs> and that's exactly the kind of thing that you can actually do because there's no way for them to enforce it yeah. unless you have bank accounts in Europe right. or something of that nature. And I suspect the keen Sendel doesn't have a, a bank account. Judgment, or... A judgment I'm not by the way, I'm not a lawyer here, but that as I understand it, a judgment in Europe can't necessarily be enforced in the United States. No. Now, sometimes, sometimes you can get a US court to enforce a overseas judgment, but it's probably not going to be the case here because there's no equivalent to the GDPR in the United States. Mm-hmm. And there usually has to be an equivalent law in the country mm-hmm. that you're trying to enforce a foreign judgment and there isn't. Right. So It's just cowardice on the part of these these companies. So the reason
0: I bring that up is because the GDPR was the first, in my understanding, the first real big clampdown by the European Union on Internet
1: communications. Don't you think? That was like the biggie. (laughs) That's the one that, that got my attention. It, it probably is the one that has affected the most number of people, I think, yeah. or the masses.
0: So that might have been around the time when they started talking about internet blocks. Uh, in the-
1: Well, it predates that by a mm-hmm. decade at least, or a couple of decades. I mean, but certainly um, they're, they're, the filtering, the censorship systems that they put in place, the blockades, um, that actually predates, that goes back to the 90s and early 2000s for like most countries that implemented some sort of censorship filtering system. Um, it started with child porn, but it has been extended to copyrights. Nobody uh, could be copyright against
2: uh, blocking child porn.
1: No, of course, and this is how you end up with this, you know, totalitarian regimes all over the world censoring anything and everything from news websites to opposing political regimes to, you know, uh, extremist Spanish. content. You
0: know, that isn't really extremist. More coming up here on what Facebook did and what's happening now in Russia as a result. live phones are open here you can join us ian bonnie and chris in the studio the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 the russian government is striking back at facebook after facebook announced along with other u.s based mega tech corporations that they're gonna ban rt in europe for all facebook users and instagram And uh, Russia has a plan of their own to attack Facebook in response. We'll tell you about that on the way here. But first, we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Freedoms Phoenix. It's a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and the freshest perspectives when it comes to liberty, you can go to freedomsphoenix.com they've got them there they've also got the daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science technology historical findings liberty news government overspending and the rise of the police state it's freedoms with an s phoenix.com that's freedomsphoenix.com as we go to jonathan calling from texas jonathan what's on your mind tonight
10: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me online. Sure. Uh, I just went through a, a border patrol checkpoint down here. I'm a truck driver, so oh. I just uh, I left the, the Mexico border earlier today. I'm making my way back north.
0: Is this and, an uh, internal uh, border patrol checkpoint or the uh, the border border patrol checkpoint?
10: It's one of the internal ones.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. Ooh.
10: Yeah, so I, I pulled up to one of those about 10 minutes ago, and, uh, you know, they got the dog. The dog walks around, checks all the cars, checks all the trucks, and two cars in front of me, it started barking its head off. So, oh uh, pull over to the side, you know, and I'm watching, I'm pulling forward now. And I'm watching them pull over to the side and, uh, you know, a group of, I don't know what you call them, cops, police officers. I don't know. I'm sure you all have some better names. Thugs. For them, but they walked There you go. Thugs. Well, they, there's a, I, I, somewhere between six and 10, I didn't count them, but it was more than five, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, they, they come strutting out of the building surrounded the car there was enough of them to at least surround the little car, the little oh, mini Cooper. Scary. And uh they got, you know, the passenger out, started patting him down right away and and uh, I just felt bad man. You know, I like I was driving past him as he was getting patted down and he just he looked heartbroken in his eyes, you know, like he couldn't believe it was happening, you know, I just felt bad that he was having to go through that and some little girl they, they had to be in their young twenties, you know, got mm. out of the driver's seat and was walking, you know, just stepping out of the vehicle when I was not driving past uh. but I know some of y'all have probably been in some similar situations and I just happened to witness it firsthand tonight so I thought I'd call in and share it with you guys.
1: I thought they weren't even allowed to do that anymore. No, I guess oh, they're, they're still I doing it. I guess that. they're still allowed to do it. They're just Well, so no, there was a ruling I think that uh, they can't detain you for like uh, you know more than is necessary for like road stops uh to get the dogs, but if they have the dogs already, I think they can. I'm so sorry. What and that's state why they were able to do it. Texas
2: Oh, Texas, yeah. Whenever um, me and my friend drove from Las Vegas to San Antonio last year, right Mm. when we got into, I mean, right before we got to El Paso, but we were in Texas, there was a, you know, border checkpoint. Yep. And there was a, it was like a kind of truck you see, I mean, a van I see all the time. I think it says Atex and I don't know what the company is, but um, it's not like a huge uh, Mack truck or anything. It's more like a van, but a company van. It was in front of us and the dogs sniffed on it and it had to be pulled to the side and everything yeah so I've seen it too it's, re- it's well, pretty sad yeah I- that's the
0: thing Chris they don't you don't have to wait for the dogs at the border or the, at these checkpoints they have them there right, all right. Yeah, and we weren't
2: crossing and the border I
1: think that's the, the reason uh, that they're able to still do it legally mm-hmm. because they've already got the dogs before they stop mm-hmm. you yeah. but if they stop you and then they have to call for the dogs if they're not if the dogs don't arrive before they're finished writing the ticket they gotta let you go mm.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, didn't help those people in uh, in that particular case. And uh, there's actually a pretty no, good video on the uh, Free Talk Live channel on Odyssey that actually is Mark Edge at the El Paso uh, oh, right. checkpoint. It's a very highly highly viewed video on our YouTube channel, uh, but I, I don't like so, that. Years ago. Go ahead, Jonathan.
10: Yeah, well, I mean, they ask you a couple of questions and you pull up, you know. Uh, yep. Basically, just buying time for the dog to sniff you, you know. First one, right. hey, how are you? And uh, I learned from you guys. I don't talk to them. I just nod my head. Uh, second one, is there anybody with me? Cause truck drivers, sometimes we have people with us and I, I nod my head again. No. And then he finally says, uh, U S citizen. And I, I, I answered on that time. I said, yes, And I wanted him to know I could speak English, you know, proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah
4: that's this question, question me, right?
0: that, uh, Mark edge refused to answer. Um, and you know, as my understanding is you're not under any obligation to speak to these people. So it's just
2: like you're driving on a a really, um, empty road and it's, it's a highway, but it's like, you know, only like. Uh, it's not like a four lane highway. It's probably mm-hmm. like a two lane highway. And it's completely just like you're in the middle of the desert, nowhere. And all of a sudden, there's like, what is this? What are we coming up to? There's traffic all of a mm-hmm. sudden. And it's a big giant hut thing. Is this
1: California or Texas? Texas. 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 Okay. California. And, El Paso, uh, California like, is something similar. That's why I went through the California one. That's why I was.
2: Yeah. You're forced to go through. It. It's like this big. You can't turn around. Yeah. You can't turn around. I mean, I don't know if you can turn around, but you can't uh around. If go you turn around, around <laughs> at
0: a checkpoint, they're going to probably chase you down.
2: Oh, wow. Well, uh, uh, are
10: well, so, I mean, if you're planning a trip across the country, you, you could look ahead, yeah. ahead and discover where these are at. But they
0: also have the roving route. checkpoints. So, I mean, while you can do what you're talking oh. about, you're talking. there's a lot of these permanent installations, which is the one outside of El Paso is a permanent one. That one doesn't move. But they do have moving or roving checkpoints. Wow. And you don't know where those things are going to be at any given uh, time. Is it's really scary. Sad.
2: It's sad for those people that uh, Jonathan called in about that got pulled over because um, I have a friend who got pulled over with drugs on the way to a rave in texas and he's a felon mm, now he damn. can't um own a gun to protect his family he went to jail for a year
0: wow. there's a pretty good uh checkpoint activism video that we did chris i think you were in the car with us when we went from uh fork Fest that one year down to oh yeah no, no no i wasn't bob was though
1: oh that's right you couldn't you were somewhere else. i at had the time. work unfortunately i had a big job to take care of big customer
0: but if you want to see us refuse the uh the checkpoint that they had set up in new hampshire that outside was of woodstock that
1: was a great video though i i did watch
0: that just <laughs> search for border patrol fork fest at uh, freekeen.com and it'll come up it's a pretty entertaining video jonathan thanks for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from Thank you guy. the number here is 603-283-6160
2: the free state of texas
0: in that case, <laughs> we uh, we well, I mean, it's the Texas is also occupied by the federal gangs. I mean, so is New Hampshire. Absolutely, um, New Hampshire yeah, but at I least
2: mean, uh, the drug laws in Texas are worse, much
0: worse. Yeah, T- Texas is uh, not a personal freedom state. They do not have good personal freedoms in Texas. They're number forty nine out of fifty as far as personal freedoms yeah, are concerned. I,
1: I think, if I recall correctly, New Hampshire's actually still way better uh, because the state cops aren't allowed to work with the uh, border patrol anymore.
4: Mm.
0: I believe that's true. Yeah. As yeah, far as their Border so. Patrol checkpoints. Yeah. And there is no permanent checkpoint in New Hampshire as far as the Border pat- like internal. Obviously, right. there's the one at the Canadian border, but uh, there's no internal permanent checkpoints like there are in Texas. So there is that. Uh the number here is 603-283-6160 but it's a pretty entertaining video because basically we we caught wind that they were doing this checkpoint <laughs> while Forkfest was happening back in 2018 so a co- whole carload uh full of activists went down with th- multiple video cameras and recorded you know we're literally pointing cameras out the window of the the car as we come up to this checkpoint and they one of the goons wanted us to go over to pull into secondary. <laughs> that was a mistake. And then his superior walks up and says, "Nope, send him on, send him on, or I, something like that."
1: And it just, wasn't even that he told you know uh, you guys to go on. It was how he said it. Yeah, he knew exactly who you know. They knew it was a setup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: didn't. They didn't want it. To, he didn't. The, the superior was smart enough to avoid In, that. Oh yeah. One
2: thing that's so annoying about these places is how obvious it is that it's just them trying to fish for people with drugs to get money out of them oh, or whatever yeah. because. When me and my friend went through, uh, she really had to pee and she's like, What is this crap? And we're coming up and uh, they ask you the question, How are you? She's like, Good. And they're, they're just like, Where are you heading to? And we're already in Texas. And she's like, Texas. Because she just really had to pee and want to. And they're like, All right, have a good day. Because we're American white these girls.
0: People's questions. Yeah. Uh, just hold on to your rights. Pull out a video camera. It is Free Talk Live, you can join the show here, the number is 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160, and join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. So, we were talking about the European Union, and how it is that they are saying that Russia today is banned. Now, it's not clear that they're blocking the Russia Today website, but they're basically leaning on the corporations to block all things RT. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, even Telegram, amazingly, apparently, has cracked down on rt which well, is he's uh,
2: anti the russian government so it kind of makes is, sense. I, it still
1: sucks
0: though. not
2: that it's I, good you it's know bad.
1: I, I, I am not at all surprised that telegram has cracked down on on rt and mostly it's because we've seen this coming uh you know for a, a couple of years at least you've been preaching this yeah, for Chris a long time. Has. I, I know i've been preaching <laughs> this uh telegram has been uh censoring telegram yeah, so yeah. you know this isn't this shouldn't really come as much of a surprise to anybody who's been following along.
0: So the European Union, though, again, all these big companies, Google has uh, told European Union users that they are no longer going to be able to see RT. So if you try to go to the RT channel on YouTube, for instance, it's not going to be there if you're in uh, if you're in Europe. They haven't censored the channel for the whole world yet. Telegram did. <laughs> That's true. Telegram did censor for, for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but interestingly, the RT website today is saying they're creating a new Telegram channel. So I don't know what the story is with why they would get one channel deleted and then try again. That, that doesn't make that's it. not gonna work. Like what's what what do they think is gonna happen the second time? But anyway, here's the update to this controversy from CNBC.com. Russia's media regulator said today that they will now begin blocking access to Meta-owned Facebook in. Russia. As they escalate pressure on media outlets and tech platforms amid the Ukraine conflict, the regulators said Facebook violated federal law by restricting access to accounts of several state-affiliated media outlets, according to a translated version of a statement. The move marks an escalation from earlier limits that Russia placed on Facebook. Last week, the agency placed partial restrictions on Facebook. For the alleged violation at the time, Facebook's vice president of global affairs, Nick Clegg, said Russian authorities had ordered the platform to stop fact checking and labeling content posted on Facebook by state owned outlets like RT and Sputnik. Meta refused the request. Regulators said on Friday that it found 26 cases of discrimination against Russian media and information resources by Facebook, quote, uh, this according to Clegg, who is the Facebook spokesperson Quote, soon millions of ordinary Russians will find themselves cut off from reliable information, (laughs) which is a laughable claim (laughs) from Facebook, which bans people for posting, you know, verifiable truth
2: on Facebook. even just their opinions. And
0: calling it, quote unquote, misinformation. But going on, the Facebook statement, depriving of their everyday ways of of connecting with family and friends and silenced from speaking out. We will continue to do everything we can to restore our services so they remain available to people safely to safely and securely express themselves and organize for action. Well, first of all, we know that Facebook only allows certain people to organize. They only allow certain opinions. Now, I'm not saying I support the Russian government banning Facebook, but it's like, Bad guy versus bad guy here. I mean, it's hard to say. And The
2: people lose in both situations.
0: I mean, you lost Facebook. Not the end of the world. There are other well, platforms. Some people, you know,
2: connect on there with their businesses and things like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I understand
0: lose. that. I'm not saying I support the Russian government, but I don't take. I don't feel like any one side here is worse than the other.
1: It really isn't. Uh, both Europe and Russia are basically they're doing the same sorts of things and tactics. Yeah, it seems like tit and for tat to it me. It really is. It really is. And it's um it's I'm waiting for uh the European Union to to so one one of the things that uh Russia did really recently, just prior to their invasion, was they banned Tor like officially, like or they really? actually implemented a ban. So they had sort of been banned and, 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 and this is the thing people people have to remember. They started off with copyright. As the reason to ban Tor effectively and VPNs, mm. but that's not the real reason. It's probably almost certainly this invasion was planned, probably at least a couple years in advance. Mm-hmm. Is is my guess because that's about the time that Russia really started cracking down and censoring, uh, like like not even just local opposition, but out the outside world. So that just to be clear, they're banning the individual from even using the Tor browser. Tor browsers VPNs are blocked in Russia and have wow. been for a little VPNs. Bit yep, VPNs are blocked in Russia again. These are these are uh, VPNs that don't comply with Russian law, which requires them to basically give Russian government access to. Their like laws. it totally undermines the whole point of a VPN, mm-hmm. a privacy friendly VPN provider. Yeah. Wow.
0: Now, are there ways
1: so, around that? Like, I mean, does Tor-, Tor still works in Russia? As far as I know, and it's heavily used in Russia, but you can't connect directly. So you can't if go you to the go Tor web. Some sort of a proxy or something? Or what do you you do? can so there's ways to get around that. You can do things like email certain email addresses, and then it will send you a, a like an encrypted binary with a password, and then you can download so it. So hold on.
0: So what you're saying is once you get the actual browser, Tor works?
1: Sort of. Or do you have there's, to change ports or something like that? It's not that complicated. There are um effectively built in I think I think the way it works is it's something like there are built in um, uh, addresses that are unique to like the download. And so Mm. those IPs are not in Russia's blacklist Mm. and thus you can uh, bypass, uh, you know, kind of bypass the normal tour in order to get outside of Russia. And then it goes through the normal onion process. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's it's. so it's not it's not at least like i said there this is also a um a situation where tour developers have kind of gone back and forth with the russian government and authority because there's something called deep packet inspection Mm -hmm. so you can kind of make it work in russia and then russia figures out a way to kind of or another technique to kind of block it
4: wow uh Mm -hmm. based
1: on the protocol and um but the tour developers have a lot of different kind of counters to that but they haven't implemented all of the different counters all at once they've mm. done it their their um, strategy is to kind of really release those countermeasures uh, slowly over time uh it, because it's uh, it's uh, like it's a strategic thing how many countries in the world have done what Russia
0: has done with tor
1: um China has certainly there is actually a uh, deep packet inspection is actually something that US companies are um, what's the word they're they're kind of specialized in or expertise mm-hmm. in and they sell to a lot of foreign regimes mm-hmm. uh, a lot of dictatorships author you know authoritarian countries shame you know. on those companies yeah yeah, yeah. Sup- Supposed democracies in many mm-hmm. cases Oh, yeah,
2: but, So, Chris, I've been meaning to ask you, but I haven't been on the show with you recently. Have any of the sanctions started to affect anything with your business? Like anything you buy, is it unavailable or way more expensive?
1: Um, you know, this is a good question. And indirectly, it probably will start to affect us because... see, uh, Okay, so processors, like the core thing in a computer and, you know, a tablet and phones and things like that, uh, the... There is, I'm trying to think what it is. It's, a, it's some element, uh, basically, or some component. basically, like that comes the, out of Russia. Yeah, something that mined? comes out of Russia. Most of it's mined in Russia, mm-hmm. and so like 90% of it's mined in Russia. So the ingredient to make lasers, I, be- I believe it's the lasers that go into devices that manufacture the the Processors, these right those that's very important to have. It's actually Ukraine and Russia are like the main sources for that, mm. so it's it, yeah, it's probably going to affect us at some point. Plus,
0: isn't it true that some shipping companies like FedEx and UPS, just due to the conflict, are no longer
1: uh, shipping over there? Sure, that's also true. Yeah, yeah.
0: so do yeah. you
2: have any like customers that I don't know? I guess you wouldn't know. So,
1: it, so we actually, uh, interestingly enough, Russia was not always a country that was difficult to ship. To mm-hmm. ship goods into, um, but. It's been for the most of the time period in which we've done business and we've had customers wanting to buy from us in Russia. They've put up roadblocks. Mm. The so Russian government? Has? The Russian government has put up roadblocks to getting stuff Jeez. into the country. It's not impossible, but unless you're shipping in large pallets of like computers and things at a single time, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. it's not worth the not paperwork working. to go through right. to actually get it into the country.
0: 603-283-6160. You run a computer business over at thinkpenguin.com. You can buy laptops and desktops and other accessories VPN. and hardware. More yep. coming up. free talk live you can join the program here the number is 603-283-6160 603-283-6160 and you can bring up whatever is on your mind here Uh, Whether you want to talk about the information war that is going on regarding Ukraine and Russia, hard to discern what the truth is out there, especially as governments around the world, especially EU, Australia, banning uh, websites and banning uh, RT as far as its broadcasts are concerned. RT America, by the way, shut down operations, I believe effective yesterday. I've got a story about that, too, but I don't know if we're going to have time to get into it because we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts here as we go to El Canejo calling us, I believe, from New Mexico. Go ahead. Hi,
11: guys. Hey. Um, I was just uh, calling in to say something I've been thinking about for a long time and how Putin could battle the West and uh, defeat the Western oligarchy because I feel like he's battling a proxy war that was U.S. provoked years ago. I mean, this... Ukraine thing is not a Russian versus Ukraine war. This is actually a U.S. Uh, Russian versus NATO globalist war, in my opinion. I think he's backed into a corner.
0: Sure, if uh, you know, if you if you believe the story that uh, the CIA actually took over uh, through a coup in 2014 and installed a uh, friendly dictator. There in Ukraine, uh, friendly to the U.S. That is it seems seems like and, that's what happened. And the crazy happened. thing
1: is, it's not that hard to believe because the CIA has a they do a that. history of doing <laughs> yeah. exactly that.
0: Yeah, and supposedly they were working with uh, Nazis and white supremacists in order to get that done. By the way, uh, but what else, uh, Conejo?
11: Well, I'm not saying Putin's a good guy, but no, if he wanted not. to actually, yeah, if he actually wanted to challenge the U.S he could defeat them economically by heavily investing in open-source software and undermining Hollywood and Silicon Valley. How would uh, open-source
0: defeat the United States uh, just by giving more money to open-source software?
11: So people don't adopt open-source software because they're just addicted to convenience. Hmm. Um, Hmm. And the way that Hollywood makes money is they Uh, monetize intellectual property and that's the same with like Facebook, Silicon Valley. Um, He could invest in crypto which is open source. Mm -hmm. He could undermine the U.S. dollar uh, hegemony, the Petrodollar,
1: yeah,
0: that um, he could do that, pretty easily. That's what I thought yeah, he was
4: say there's,
1: I, I think I think there's. <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I would say just generally invest in open source software. Um, so much as I would agree that there are certain things you can do in relation to you know investing in certain projects in particular. Would like, be, yeah, I
0: don't think giving Linux a bunch more money is going to make the government uh, fall yeah. uh, tomorrow. It's Doubtful. not a bad idea. I mean, you know, go ahead and give them some money. Uh, great. But uh, but but definitely Bitcoin. If they started, if Russia started accepting cryptocurrency for their oil instead of the petrodollar or yep. whatever, then and that
1: could be a, a And thing. here's the thing. I, I, and I want to point something out about that, though. The Russian economy, I mean, maybe it won't be for very long, but... It's huge relative to uh, it's one of the world's largest. Yeah. Just crypto in general and Bitcoin. So it's not likely that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, at least at this point, are going to be able to handle the amount of transactions. And, you know, um, you know, if if Russia were to go all in, basically. Um, But that doesn't mean that Russia could not use it as one of its tools and that's something that I, I think wouldn't be a bad idea for Russia.
0: El Conejo, any other thoughts? Go ahead. Well,
11: if I could easily download and had a slick interface for watching any show or movie I wanted, some sort of really clean, consumer friendly version of like Pirate Bay, mm-hmm. I wouldn't need a subscription to Netflix. I wouldn't. I think need they have that Hulu.
0: I've personally never used these things, but we've reported on them uh, popcorn time. Is that thing still around?
1: There's forks of it still around. You know, honestly, I've only, uh, how do I say this? I've only investigated. (laughs) Uh, And as I understand it, um, it doesn't work, uh, at least when I investigated it yeah it doesn't work Mm, you can get through half a movie and then you end up with like buffering
2: Buffering. Mm. (laughs) Um, but if they were you know being funded by the Russian government they might end up being really nice
1: (laughs) it's yeah Yeah, Uber, Lyft um, and it might be it it might be better now just by the way yeah who knows I think
0: it would just depend yeah. on which torrent you chose. Yeah. I mean, if you're on a torrent with a ton of seeds. Absolutely. Just cl- for yep. listeners that don't know what we're talking about, uh, the, the the software was called Popcorn Time. There are probably, like you said, forks and variants and new versions that we don't even know about because we don't look at the current stuff on this. Uh, but the it was just software that you could download that did everything that a torrent Software did like a torrent client does, which is to say, you choose the movie or the music or whatever it is you want to you want to watch or listen to or whatever, and then uh, you, you download it. But this put it into a pretty interface. Normally, using torrent clients
1: isn't pretty; it's not it easy. It was for like the average. a clone of Netflix, yeah. but it used torrents uh, in the background, right? And the difference between a normal torrent is this was in, it allowed you to live str- kind of live. I don't want to, say to know, hit the play button. Not right? live stream, but it would it would um yeah. When you hit the play button, it would start playing automatically. Right. You didn't have to wait for the whole torrent to download. Right.
0: So that, that is a thing, El Conejo, and uh, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to uh, Unscreen Caller, uh, area code 415. Go ahead.
5: Oh, yeah, this is David out in California. Hey, you, you all know the expression 5150?
2: Isn't that like when you get involuntarily committed?
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: Is that a California code?
5: Uh, I think it's it's you it, various states have different laws, about correct, it, but yeah, you can't be put in forever, but it's usually, usually seventy two like hours day, mm-hmm. yeah, three day or ten day whatever yep. and uh so what do you bet that we need to do that to putin?
0: uh how are you gonna do that <laughs> yeah, how
5: well you you ever heard of the social contract?
0: oh boy, it's a bunch of b s it,
5: it's how we got rid of kings. You there know, is no social
0: words, contract, huh
5: well, the, the social contract is is that if you go to the drinking fountain right now, or if you go to the sink, you're going to get clean water out of there. Because, That's a load
0: of garbage. <laughs> Tell that to the people in Flint. Well,
5: where, so <laughs> yeah. who, are you buying, who are you buying your survival from?
0: Uh, you pay off the government gang so they don't murder you.
5: Yeah, you... you so that's the
0: contract. 50. The contract is you do whatever it is they say to do, or they kill you, or steal your house from you, or You're, murder your dog. It's still not doll. a contract,
2: because I didn't sign anything. No, and it's BS, really because it's paranoid? not. you
0: can't point to it, can you, David?
5: I know that when I go to the drink, uh, the same. Can I you can point to the contract?
2: To you don't know that forever. But, uh, seriously, say that to the people in how Flint, Michigan. How can you even call it a okay.
1: contract when it's this involuntary?
5: How we got rid of Kings. He's uh, not going to answer world a single question. Got rid of kings. You're not. You're not even asking a question. Then Chris just the asked you a is,
4: question.
1: You want to ask it again, Chris? Yeah. How is it a contract when it's involuntary? That's like, yeah, I mean, that's like saying somebody who doesn't this consent is. This is
5: is... philosophy from the 1400s, 1500s. It's and fantasy, it's is what it is. Got, it's how we got rid of kings. Kings. No. Kings that were that overthrown by violence,
0: unfortunately, yeah. and I don't yeah. believe in kings violence as a solution.
5: Uh-huh. king um, pretended that God put him in charge.
2: King they Joe Biden still pretends that God put him in charge. This is, this is
1: just justification of violence, man.
2: Yeah, Joe Biden the other day was saying that um, we're in a sacred and holy place. It's still a religious uh, reasoning that they have for the... Um, all the power they have that in their head it's still you know just religious and fantasy
0: and that's what you're you're talking about here you believe in the religion of the state david you're a true believer and you believe that whatever it is the state says is basically god's word right
5: well let's see is your survival dependent on having roads
0: uh you don't think people would make roads without the state
5: have you when was the last (laughs) time you flew
0: I'm a human. It's I don't air traffic have wings.
5: Control, air traffic controllers... It's actually been uh, quite a few years. Provide, do they provide honest safety, or are they just like scammers? Are you, you know,
0: just completely any... dense? Do you think that air traffic control <laughs> wouldn't exist without the state?
2: Probably be better. That's a
5: without a contract. No, do. it's okay. not.
0: You are living in a fantasy. You believe <laughs> okay, in you... something called the state, which is a thing that does not exist. That you can point to buildings, you can point to cars, but they are not the state.
1: The state is an idea, yeah. and you have bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. It, it, you know, and and so I want to point something out. So there are there are laws, right? And laws, you know, they 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 have certain. Protocols. Those are words on
0: paper written by strangers, right?
1: Right. Um. But you can comp- you can comply with like a protocol without there being a law for, it. and you can have com- you can even have um. Different protocols, like we have this thing called the internet, right? And mm-hmm. while there's like TCP, there's also something called UDP, and they these can, are protocols, right? These are different kind of competing protocols, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a law that says you have to use TCP or that you have to use Thank UDP, goodness. right? We get to um, choose, right? We get to choose, right? Whichever protocol works best, you know, for a particular application or, or whatnot. Um, so, this, so anyway, basically, well, all I'm trying to say is, uh, David, that you can have protocols like. I don't know how you take off without actually having a law that uh you know enforces, you know, that protocol. Yeah, People you can would have voluntarily
2: um obey the protocol for air traffic controllers if it wasn't run by the government because they would uh, agree that it was most safe way and they'd want to do and the you're thing that helps die their business you and their lives
0: yeah right and uh businesses industries without government interference for many many you know decades or hundreds of years have had standards in right. the industries they have standards the usb for instance on your computer yep. is a completely voluntary standard uh we'll see you tomorrow night thanks for the call david it's free talk live